Wow. Amen? All right, all right, good. A little, little, bit of, little bit of fire and tenacity in you today. All right, so let's jump into this thing. Let's jump in, and um, I, have, I have four pages, and usually it's an hour per page of notes, so let's hold on, hold on. So I'm, I'm kind of jumping in. For the sake of time, I'm jumping into a particular chapter because there's something I want to focus on. Uh, so bear with me today. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 11, it says, Like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young. Hovers or flutters. The word flutter there. Flutters uh, over its young that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft. I, I want to preach to you just briefly here this morning uh, from the title, The Gathering of Eagles. The Gathering of Eagles. Let's pray this morning. Father, we love you today. And Father, we just come humbly to you this morning. Come humbly to the throne of grace in the time of need. And so, Father, I ask here this morning that you would strengthen your church. That we see the signs of the times, we see that you are coming back, but you said you're coming back, not for a weak, defeated church, but you're coming back for a triumphant church, a spotless church, a church that is ready. And so, Father, help me, equip me today, God, to speak life into your church, that we can be that church that is ready for your return. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In this particular scripture that I read is Moses has penned these words at the end of his life. It is, you could say it's his final song or his parting words that Moses likens God to an eagle stirring. And so that's important. There's a couple phrases that I really want to focus on today. Stirring its nest. You just read through that and you don't really understand that. And so I'm hoping to bring life to that today. Stirring its nest, but he also says hovering or, or fluttering or fluttering. And so I really want to focus on those two points. But as I was reading, just reading the scripture, and this came across, and I, I marked it in my notes, but as I read it, the first thing that jumped out to me was an article that I read, oh man, it probably has to be maybe 15 years ago. So you know it's the Holy Spirit if you remember an article that you read 15 years ago. And so about 15 years ago, and I'm thinking, and I couldn't remember it, I couldn't remember the title of it, and I was like, oh, I just, I, I remember kind of the, the, the point of it, and I was like, you know what, this has got to be in my notes, and so I went back to my notes um, when, uh, when we lived in Atlanta, a bunch of file folders and stuff like that, and so I'm going through, and I'm looking and looking, cobwebs and stuff, I just happened to have it in the basement, and I'm kind of going through, because everything now is on iPad, computer and stuff, and so I'm like, man, I'm never going to find this article, you know, please help me, Lord, please, I, I really want to find this article, and then boom, I, I, I found it, and so I had to kind of dust it off a little bit. But I, 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 it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's an article, but it, it's a story, and it kind of reminded me of this when, when we were reading here of what Moses had penned, talking about as an eagle, as an eagle stirs its nests or flutters its wings. And so the title of this, uh, uh, title of 
this little story here that I want to read. Just give me a few moments. It's entitled, The Eagle Who Thought He Was a Chicken. The Eagle Who Thought He Was a Chicken. So just give me a few moments. It says, Once there was a barnyard full of chickens. These birds acted as most chickens do. They strutted their chicken strut. They cackled their chicken sounds. And they jerked their chicken necks in a way that only chickens can as they scratch for corn and grain and assorted garbage on the ground. All day long they strutted, they cackled, they pecked. From time to time they gathered in bunches and cackled more rudely than usual about something that displeased them. Otherwise they lived, otherwise their lives followed this rather mindless routine. Now there was a strange bird among them. He was bigger than the rest. He was more awkward. And once he tried to walk like the other chickens and jerk his neck, but he always did it wrong. The others laughed and ridiculed him. Look at him. Who does he think he is? Man, he's strange. That's a weird bird, they said. He's different. These words made the strange bird sad and caused them to cry a great deal. One day an owl flew into that barnyard. He immediately noticed that the strange, he noticed a strange bird and flew over to talk to him. The owl asked to that bird, what are you doing here? He says, I live here, but I don't feel like I belong here. I'm so sad. The owl says, no wonder you're so sad. You don't belong here. You, my friend, are an eagle. There was some conversation, and for the sake of time, there's some conversation that goes down between the eagle and the owl. But then he goes on and says this there towards the end of this story. As the eagle, he's trying to get the eagle to get out of the barnyard, and the eagle is unable to get out of the barnyard. And it says here, picking up the story, and it says, the owl clucked in exasperation. I see what the problem is. You are an eagle, and you have to look up, said the owl. You are destined for the mountain. Towards the heavens and stretch out your wings and fly. I thought as I was reminded of this story as I go and begin to search and I couldn't remember the title of this story and I, I was trying to trying to find it and going back and then I remembered I was like, oh, the eagle that thought he was a chicken. And any time, and I don't know about you, and maybe it's just the, the time and the error I grew up with. But as I was reading this story, just two things that really jumped out to me is that the eagle is surrounded by chickens. And because he's surrounded by chickens, he begins to take on the role in the mentality of the chicken. That's one thing. He begins to take on the role and mentality of the chicken. The second one is chicken. 
that just chicken. And the first thing that comes by is maybe just because I'm, I'm an 80s kid, but the first thing it just, when I read the story, I forgot that it was the, the, the chicken and the, the eagle. And the first thing that came, and maybe it just doesn't seem very um, inspirational, but it's just something I, the first thing that came to me was, uh, y'all remember the movie Back to the Future? And this is the first thing that popped up to me. And I don't know if y'all remember, remember this, and maybe it was just my, my brothers and that, and he was always, nobody calls me chicken implying when he says nobody ever calls me chicken is he is implying uh, Biff who's behind him uh, it was implying that he's a coward the, the 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 name by mentioning and saying the word chicken is implying that you're a coward or you're fearful or you're scared we are living in a time that the world and the enemy has called the church chicken. It might not have come out and said it in any way, but the world and even the enemy looks at the church as it is a coward, that it is weak, that it is fearful, that it is scared. And God is not coming back for a coward church. He's not coming back for a fearful church. He's not coming back for a weak church. He's not coming back for a timid church. He's not coming back for a church that's putting its head in the sand. But he says, I'm coming back for a church that is willing to go into the enemy's camp and take back what the enemy stole from them. He says, I'm looking for a church. In a fearful world, we need to be a fearless church. I'll say that again. In a fearful world, we need to be a fearless church. In a time that many of you see what's happening and what's going on in the world and what's transpiring in other countries and what's tra transpiring in other areas, I've talked about it, you can't help but see on the news you can't see. And when most people are fear that the media pushes, I don't care what media you watch. I don't care what media you listen to, what side. I'm not into that side. But all of them push one thing. And that is fear. 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 But Christ reminds us that in the last days, these things would come. He said in the last days, there's going to be folks that are going to be lovers of themselves and proud and boastful and haughty. I, I, I was going to preach on this at one time, but it just tells you how close we're getting to the kingdom. Because he says in the last days, they're going to be lovers of themselves. I don't know if you all seen the story, but a story just came out uh, recently. A gentleman was driving his car and had a seizure. And when he had a seizure, he had no control and, and drove up into somebody's yard. A guy who was walking in the neighborhood seeing what had happened. And he ran over and the doors were locked and he was trying to give out as the man was having a seizure. And he was trying to get the man out of the car. And he was yelling for help and help. And the people who owned the yard, the people who owned the house right there, they came out and he thought they were going to help him. And they, he tells the man who was trying to help him, get him out of our yard, let him die somewhere else. He says, I need help, I need help. This man is in need of medical, condition, in medical help. We say, we don't care, let him die somewhere else. Get him off our yard. That just shows you we're living in a time. And we're living in a season 
that the church needs to rise up and be the church that he's called us to be. In a fearful world, we need to be a fearless church. We need to be, we need to be like this. Nobody calls impact chicken. I'm here to remind as things begin to unfold in this world, as things begin to worsen, as things begin to get tougher, as you begin to hear story upon story, a story of what I just shared, of somebody who would come out and say, you know, get him off, let him die somewhere else, just shows that it is a time for the world. It is not time for the church to be fearful, but it is time for us to rise up. We must be, and I come to remind the church of Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 which says this but those who wait on the Lord he shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint can I preach to somebody here today God says that I am not looking for the church of the chicken but I'm looking for a gathering of eagles I'm looking for some folks that will wait on me I'm looking for some folks that will keep running with the gospel of Jesus Christ and not grow weary he says I'm looking for some folks that will mount up with wings like eagles I'm looking for a church that will preach the gospel unequivocally unhinderedly not quiver not shy away not worried about the woke generation not worried about people threatening your life but will preach the gospel that will heal the brokenhearted will proclaim liberty to the captive recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord I'm wondering if I I got any eagles up in here I want to be a gathering of eagles that we are going to keep taking the gospel what's he say here can we go back to Isaiah 40 verse 31 but that they shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint saints of God listen to me keep going keep going keep telling your kids and you say well I'm just getting so tired I feel like I'm always telling them I feel like it's falling on deaf ears keep telling them keep praying keep believing keep interceding keep worshiping you're going to work and you're having problems and you hate it you have to go to work and you're like I can't handle this one more day being persecuted for your beliefs being persecuted because you don't fall into the lies of the enemy being persecuted being talked about not in the cool group don't get to go on lunch with the cool people keep believing keep declaring stand strong stand strong in the faith of God when you've done all to stand keep I'm preaching better than someone shouting up in it when you've done all to stand keep on standing in this story that that I that I read here that I had to go through the notes my old school notes to find. I find it interesting that the title is the eagle who thought he was a chicken. But as you read, it's very, uh, and maybe I like the story because it's very uh, theatrical and it's very descriptive talking about the, the chicken and talking about the eagle. But, but it starts talking about here and it sets the tone in there. It starts talking about the characteristics of the chicken the characteristic how they how they cackle and how they scratch looking and it says they're looking for garbage 
Are you with me here today? How they, how they scratch, how they scratch a chicken, <laughs> a chicken, a chicken. Oh my, kind of, I can't, I can't get away from Biff. <laughs> don't, don't call me chicken. <laughs> don't call me coward. But they're always, they're always in that thing. It talks about a chicken. It's always scratching or, 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 or always looking, always, always looking, always looking. You know, you know, the church of the chicken. The church of the chicken is always scratching and looking for a problem, looking for an issue, looking for a way. I might as well just go ahead and preach this thing here today. If you need to fall asleep, go ahead and fall asleep today. But I'm going to preach this thing because I'm looking for some eagles today. I'm looking for some folks that will mount up with wings like eagles. I ain't got time. The time is ticking. The time is going. The time is running near. He says, he says when you see these things happen, when you see wars and rumors of wars and pestilence, when you see things transpire, lift up your head. Oh, I wish I had somebody. But... But but he but but they're scratching, always looking, always 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 looking. Can I preach to, to somebody here today? The chicken is always looking for a reason to be mad, always looking for a reason to cackle, always looking for a reason. Uh, yeah 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 yeah. Jesus said, "I'm looking, I'm looking for, I'm looking for a church. I'm looking for a church. I'm looking for a church. Is it going to be the church of the chicken?" Looking for a reason to be mad. Looking for a reason to be upset. Looking, well, you know what? I came, I came to this church and nobody greeted me. Nobody greeted me. Nobody that was there. I was 20 minutes late, but still nobody greeted me. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'll never go back to that church. I'll never go back. Always looking for something. Always. Always looking, always scratching, and rawr, always looking, always looking to something to cackle about. Always, I didn't like that song. Rawr, I wish John sing a different. Rawr, oh, it's too hot in there. Rawr, oh, it's too cold in there. Rawr, always looking, always looking. I don't like that preacher. He's too loud. He's he spits too much. He does this. He needs to settle down. He's not. Oh, he did. Oh, they didn't talk to me. Oh, the pastor didn't send me a, a message. Oh, I visited and the pastor didn't come to my house and bring me cookies and bring me a cake and sit down and pet my dog Fluffy. Oh, rock! Oh, I'll never go back there. I'll never go back. Always scratching. Always looking. For, oh, it sure is quiet in here. Maybe I'll just preach to myself up here. Always looking. Rock! Always trying to find something. Oh, scratching and looking. Looking. Bark! Bark! Oh, bark! Can't go to church this Sunday. Nope, nope. Can't go. Busy this Sunday. I just found something. Just found something. Can't go to the men's event. Bark! My wife wants me to put that shingle on the roof. She asked me eight years ago, but I think July 27th would be the perfect day to do it. Brock! Brock! Brock can't go to church. Busy. Busy. Brock! I mean, we'll find the smallest thing. We'll find the smallest thing. Brock! Brock! Went to that church and somebody looked at me funny. Brock! Never going back. They're a mean, hateful church. Brock! Brock! Always searching. 
Always looking. Are y'all with me? Oh, I had this in my notes, so this is a good one. I got to come back to it. My helpers will like this. Always looking for a way not to get involved. That's why, Lori, I appreciate you. You could have you found, well, you know, I served, I went over, I did, I did, I did my part. I did children's ministry. They ought to be grateful that I did children's ministry. That pastor ought to be, he ought to be thankful that I even showed up for I can't get involved, I'm busy. Oh, I could have, but I didn't. But what I found interesting in this story here that I read is that it took the owl. It took the owl to say, hey, I know the problem why you're stuck in the barnyard. I know the problem. You're not looking up. I come to tell the church, I know the problem with the church. We are not look. I'll say that again. Maybe I'm the owl today. <laughs> we are not looking up. Can I preach to somebody up in here? We are like the we are like the chickens. We have become the church of the chicken. We have our head down trying to find a problem, trying to find a, a John sang the wrong note. Judy didn't play that right. And God says, I'm not looking for a church that has their head down. I'm looking for a church that has their head up. He said, lifting up your head. He said, lift up your head where your redemption draweth nigh. I could keep preaching this thing if I had time up here. He says in Psalms, he said, I'm going to lift up my eyes unto the mountains from where my help cometh from. I wish I had three people. He says, I'm looking for a church that does not have their head down, but a church that has their head up looking for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let me preach a little bit. The chicken is always looking. Brock, it's too hot in here. Brock. It's too cold in here. Brock, I didn't like the song. Brock, but an eagle, an eagle comes in and has their head pointed towards the king. An eagle has their head and say, listen, I don't care if you're there. I don't care if they don't greet me. I don't care if they don't talk to me. I didn't come for you. I didn't come for you. I didn't come for you. You can't do it. You can't deliver my family. You can't make a way. I came for the king. I came for the one who can deliver. I came for the one who can set free. I've tried everything. Been everywhere. I got my head up here. If nobody greets me, if the pastor never talks to me, I I don't care. I don't care if he does or not. I don't come for him. Yeah, God uses them, but I came for I came for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Listen. Listen. Chickens. You can find you can find a problem in any church. If you look, there's no perfect church. That's why we need the king to come back. You got folks, brah, brah. 
pastor didn't reach out to me. Brock! Well, I'm going to jump on it. I'm going to jump on it. Because I get this a good bit. I get to, oh, Brock! Oh, they got their big sign says, don't do life alone. Brock! I hadn't heard from nobody. Oh, sure got quiet up in here. Listen, don't do life alone means that you're not going to do life alone when you have the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And there's going to be days that God's going to separate and God's going to say, listen, I don't need this ear. I don't need this person in your ear. I don't need this person in your ear right now. Oh, Jesus went solo into the wilderness. Oh, you don't hear me. Into the wilderness. Even the king. John chapter 14, verse 26, for my people out there that's, oh, you're a hypocrite preacher. You said, don't do life alone. I hadn't heard from you in five years. Well, I haven't seen you in five years. But I'm here to tell you that I can't be there all the time. And there's going to be days that I'm not going to be there. And there's days that I will intentionally not be there. But that's just how it is. I'm infallible. I, I, mean, I, I, I will fail you. I will disappoint you. I will upset you. I will make you mad. But you got to keep your eyes towards the king. And I'm here to tell you that there's some person that will never leave you because the helper the comforter the advocate the intercessor the counselor the struck the standby or the st the standby the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name yeah is it nice to be acknowledged is it nice is it nice for somebody to check on yeah everybody wants to be checked on But you can't allow the enemy to use that to turn you into Brock. You got to say, listen, I don't care what song they sing. I don't care if John gets up in there with a little tuba. I'm going to stand and I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to worship. I don't care if he's up there with old West Virginia with a banjo on his knee. Boom, bang, 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 bang. I'm going to worship the king of kings. Do I got any eagles up in here that are not worried about anything? You didn't come for anybody else. You don't care if your friends don't come. If your girlfriend you invited to church don't want to come, you're coming. Do I got any eagles up in here? If I have some eagles, jump to your feet and tell a pastor I'm flying. I'm looking up to the hills. I'm looking up to the mountain. I'm here for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I got to go. I'm just wondering if I got any eagles. Come on, let clap your hands if I got any eagles up in here. Now look, now look, look, look. Coming out my Facebook chickens. Brock, he's just preaching from a story, no gospel. Brock, in in Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy, it says like an eagle that stirs. I told you to remember two things: it stirs up its nest and flutters, and flutters. And as I was reading that and going back, a mother eagle. I learned this. A mother eagle will build a nest for its young. But once a baby reaches a certain age and size, she will do something to take them to the next level. And it is called stir up the nest. I find this amazing that here in Deuteronomy, Moses 
Last words, talking like an eagle that stirs up its nest. Now, you just read over it. They're like, oh, stir up its nest. But let me talk about this stirring of the nest. It's called the stirring of the nest. And the stirring of the nest, what it entails is her tearing the nest apart piece by piece. Let me say that again. I got a couple minutes. It entails her tearing the nest apart piece. Jimmy, can I get your help? Uh, which entails her tearing the nest apart piece by piece. So I'm always looking to how we as a church can become better. Always. Now, and, and so I'm always always talking. I, I like to talk to folks that have visited. Um, I, 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 I read messages that are sent. I read messages that are sent, whether good or bad. I, I think that's the only way you can really learn, you know, and some, you, as mama says, you, you know, you, you, you take the good and you spit out the rest, right? And so I'm always, always wanting to learn, always wondering how that we can be better in the sense of before God, how we can do the best we can with reaching people. And so I always ask folks that I run into that maybe have visited or maybe have come two or three times that are stopped. Maybe I run into them at Walmart. In a small town, you run into people, and a lot of times you know you know them. And, and so I'm always, always asking. Some you don't, and you just run into, hey, are you that pastor? I am. I came to your church. I'm like, oh, you did. I'm like, how'd you like it? I always know that's, that's the sign right there. When there is a, when there is a, like a, a, a breath taken and the, and the head goes sideways, it's, a, it's them like, how can, I, how can I let this guy down easy? And, 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 and a lot of times they, they do. Well, and I, I've said this, and many of you know this. Not, 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 you know, they try to go through the, the process of their history of, of church and, you know, now, now, you know, like my grandmother's church, like you, the, the, the pastor's like real mild and he does a wonderful job. He does a really, really good job. He does, he does a great job, you know, so I'm like, so, so you're like implying like I'm loud. Wow. <sighs> But one of the things that, I, that I've learned is that I, I, I can be a little, a little, a little much, a little much for folks. And so that, that, that happened recently that I was talking to somebody and I, and I didn't take it offensive, you know, it's just like, well, like a, a little loud. And so I thought to myself, and I even mentioned to Stephanie, I'm like, yeah, am I, am I, am I really that loud? She's like, well, I do can hear you now in a kid's church. I said, no, no, no. I mean, she's like, no. And so I just, I had that thought in my mind. I was like, well, maybe, maybe I should settle down a little bit. Maybe, maybe that'll draw. Because I'm all about wanting to reach people for the gospel. And so as I'm, you know, had the thought all week and working on message and stuff. And I had the thought. And I'm like, maybe, maybe. And, and I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit spoke to me so clear. And he told me, listen, it's not about you being loud. It's that you're stirring their nest and they don't like it. I'll say that again. It's not about being loud. It's not about the delivery. It's not about that. It's, it's about stirring your nest and they don't like it. 
let me, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way for the sake of time. That God, and this is how I look at it, God has invested entirely too much in you for you to be comfortable in anything less than what you were created to be. Uh, say that one more time. God has invested entirely too much in you for you to be comfortable in anything less than what you were created to be. This church, this is a church that your nest will be stirred. I just like if you're out there and you're thinking about visiting Impact Church and they're like, oh, I, I, I kind of like that church. I kind of like that. I'm here to let you know your nest will be stirred. Because here we talk about uh, in, the, in the story that, that, that he, they were in the barnyard. They were in the barnyard. And, and I see it and why I get so radical and, and why I get so loud at times because even Jesus himself got loud. The Bible says that when Jesus is going to return, that the archangel says that the archangel, they're going to come back and he's going to descend with a shout. Jesus ain't going to come back and be like, hey, hey, you, I'm here. No, it says he's going to descend with a shout. When he came to the tomb of Lazarus, he didn't say, hey, Lazarus, Lazarus, you are there. No, he came and it says he lifted up his voice and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And some of you have been stuck in the barnyard. Some of you have been stuck in the barnyard, but God has so much more for you. God, ha I said, God has so much more for you. No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor has it entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for you. I get loud because I'm stirring your nest. I'm letting you know that God has a plan for you, that God has a purpose. And so often the enemy can get us in here and then we get confined by the things in our lives. So if you're new and you've just been coming for a few weeks and like, you are loud, I've seen spit come up out of your mouth. It ain't about trying to be loud. It's I'm letting you know because, because you've had, you've had, you've been stuck in the barnyard and you've been scratching, and you've, uh, and, you, and you've had your head down, and God says, I have so much more. I got purpose for you. I got destiny for you. But the problem is, but the problem is, but the problem is, is that this unforgiveness is still holding you back. A stirring of the nest means a tearing apart piece by piece by piece. I'm not just trying to be loud to be loud, but I'm coming after an enemy. I'm coming after a devil that's been a hold, got a hold of you. I, I, I'm coming against a devil that's been, that been using this unforgiveness that you've been holding on to for the last 15 years of your life. It's not going to come out quietly and easily. But I got to come in and I got to and I got to start preaching and say, listen, I'm here to tell you that you got to let it go. That God has a plan that you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. You're blessed when you come and when you go. All Jeremiah told him that the, that, 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 that the plans he has for you are to prosper you and not to harm you. That God has a plan, but you've been held back. You've been held back by unforgiveness. So I slowly got to begin to tear away the nest. I got to slowly begin to rip the nest nest away and see that unforgiveness and see these problems begin to fall in your life. Can I keep preaching up in here? And you're still there. You're still there. But just like the eagle, the eagle had been so long in the barnyard, it thought it belonged there. 
It was so long in the barnyard. It was so long in the barnyard that it thought it belonged there. It could get out, but it still says, no, 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 no. I know I could get out, but, 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 but I have, some of you have this offense. This, this fence. Some of you are still by a fence. Let, 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 let me, let me, I got a couple minutes. Some of, some of you are still, some of you are still trapped by this fence. Okay, okay. Some of you are still trapped by this offense. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so you're, you're in there, but, 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 but you're still trapped by this offense. 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 And the preaching might get radical, but just like Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus, he was not quiet. He went and says, you got to come out. It says that he, yeah, in a loud voice, come forth. And some Sundays, they just got to come after this thing and let you know that this thing's been, you've been holding on to this thing for too long. You've been holding on to that too long. The person that hurts you, the person that let you down, the person you've been holding and holding and holding. And you wonder why your life's not better because you're stuck in the barnyard thinking this is all that God has for me when I'm going to preach until that wall comes down. I'm going to preach and if I got to preach loud and I got to preach where sweat's coming down my face like it is now, I'll preach that past down. I'll preach that bitterness down. I'll preach until you let go of that shame. I'll preach until you let go of that regret. I'll preach until you let go of that bitterness in your life. I'll preach until that thing begins to loosen in your life. Do I got anybody that says I don't belong in the barnyard, but I'm ready to be the eagle that God has called me. I'm ready to be Isaiah chapter 40 I'm ready to mount up with wings like he I wish I had a preacher up in here that just give me one good amen up in here and I will mount up with wings like eagles but here's the problem that I find even even as as a preacher and why why our services listen for those of you who are new and it's it, it, you know and well you know the, the worship's loud. these are things I just get the worship's loud. No, I don't like the, I don't want to be, they're always lifting their hands or they're, they're always responding to the, you know, there's so many amens and there's so many, you know, uh, there's so many people, they're always like, they're always talking while he's preaching. They're always like, come on, preacher. Oh, yeah, amen, preacher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just kind of, uh, it's, just, it's just so busy. But even then that we can preach like the walls of Jericho falling down. But I find as a pastor that we still have this happen. Nah, the, yeah. We still have this happen. You say, what's happening? If you're looking at that picture and you're like, what? what? We're going to pray for you today. Because you're stuck in the barnyard. The walls can still come down in our lives, but still we don't see ourselves coming free. He said in Deuteronomy, he says, as he stirs the nest and he flutters his wings. Stand to your feet here. As he stirs the nest. As he stirs the nest and he flutters his wings. So I, I was doing a little bit of research I 
I wasn't mad. I just was dropping it over. It like sounded bad. Like pastors throwing stuff today. That's a sermon. But as I was researching with these eagles, is that an eagle will flutter its wings to get the baby eagle to move. You said, what, what, what do you mean? Because this is, this is what happens even with us in the church. You said, what do you mean? You don't deserve, you don't belong in the barnyard. And the walls all have come down and, it, and, it, and they're saying about the baby eagle, about the fluttering of the wings. That's why he said in Deuteronomy, flutter of the wing, because they say that the baby eagle, this is what they say, because mama eagles knows when it's time to fly. And they say that when, when mama eagle, or daddy eagle, whatever, starts pulling away piece by piece, they said the baby eagle will go as far as it can possibly go and will hold on to the last little branch and will be in that corner all while, no. And so often we get the same way. No, 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 Mama Eagle will come over and the fluttering of the wings means that it'd be right here in the corner and she'll, this is my, this is my imitation of, of fluttering. I mean, what church can you go and get that kind of fluttering? Well, the Olympics happen out here. There's a fluttering competition. I might enter. In the, in the, in the. The eagle will go because it doesn't want to go. It wants to stay. It's been there for so long. It remains comfortable. And Mama Eagle says, no, you were destined to fly. And God's saying the same thing. So often we've been in the barnyard for so long. We don't think God's got a plan for us. And God says, no, you weren't destined for the barnyard. You were destined for greatness. I put purpose down in you. I redeemed you. I brought you back. I've called you by name for you to declare my name. No, 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 no. I've done too many terrible things. I, I, let me just stay right here. Let me stay right here. And God says, listen, I'm going to allow a, I'm going to, did you see that? That was a cool splutter right there. I'm going to allow a fluttering. And that means next time somebody says, Next time you watch on, on Facebook, don't say, oh, pastor's preaching good. Just say, pastor, you fluttering good. You fluttering good. Because a lot of times when we're preaching, a lot of times, even John, and I brought John up here to do worship. Because when he's up here worshiping, when he's singing, he's not just singing, he's fluttering. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me, when, I, when I'm preaching and when he's singing, it, it's not. When we ask you, come on, lift your hand. The lifting of your hands is not just something that we want to do out of religion and tradition. What we're doing is we're little flutter what he's doing come on lift your hand we're, we're fluttering we're fluttering uh, the, the, the clapping of the hands it's a fluttering the, the singing of the song is a fluttering when he says come on let's sing this song come on lift our voice he's actually saying come on I need you to get you to move I gotta get you to move I gotta get you to move he's got something for you you've been in the barnyard too long you've been acting like a, a chicken for too long but you were destined you are an eagle you are God's instrument you have a plan you have a purpose when the drums start playing, when the Judy starts playing on the keyboard, 
the devil. Oh, you think she's trying to show off, but she's fluttering. She's fluttering. Saying, I got to get you to move. I got to get you to move. God, there. I know you said, oh, you said this like 20 minutes ago. That I'm almost done. Movement is connected to miracles. Because one of the things you hear from folks, man, there's just a lot, a lot of movement. You know, a lot of hand lifting, hand clapping, shouting, hear, yeah, hear, laugh, cry, grab a tissue, all oh, movement. Jesus didn't go in and grab Lazarus and pull him out. He says, Lazarus, you got to make the move. Comes to the man that was at, on the bed. He said, rise up, take your bed, and what? Walk. Move. Movement is connected to your miracle. And somebody here today is getting ready to move. The wings are being fluttered today. Ready to move towards what God has destined for you to do. What he has called you to do. And you know, there's a reason the car wreck didn't kill you. There's a reason why the party didn't get to you. There's a reason why that you should have been dead a long time ago, but you didn't. Because God says, I got a plan for you. I got a purpose for you. And I got to get you to move. You, I can't, I can't, uh, you can't be staying in your past. You can't be staying in that shame. You can't be staying in that, in that regret. You can't be staying in that bitterness. You can't be staying in that affliction in that offense I gotta I gotta get you to move and one of the ways that I find to get to move is through worship and somebody here today is getting ready to move from death to life somebody's getting ready to move from darkness to light somebody's getting ready to move from shame to grace from mourning to dancing from sorrow to joy from fear to faith from worry to expectation from doubt to clarity to victim to the victor from bondage to freedom somebody today is getting ready to move into your purpose move into your destiny Somebody's getting ready to move on from that relationship. Move on from that circumstance. Move on from that unhealthy thing. Move into your freedom. If you would, lift your hands towards heaven today. And I need somebody to make some type of movement here today. And say, God, I'm ready to move. I'm no longer a chicken in the barnyard. But I'm going to mount up with wings like eagles. So as John's. Pray, uh, playing today. I'm going to have you do something that you probably have never done. And I'm not doing it because it's never been done. I'm doing it because it says as it is in the natural, so shall it be in the spiritual. And when I count the three today, I want you to get out of your seat and I want you to move to another side, another location, another area, because it's symbolic that I am moving. It is symbolic of saying that I'm ready. I'm ready. I hope that maybe you don't prefer Impact Church, and maybe it's just not the church for you. That's fine. But find you a church. Find you a place that's going to stir your nest and it's going to flutter its wings to get you to move into what God has called you to do but when i count the three and john's playing i need you to move i i need you to move it is a sign it's a sign to the enemy that i am not destined to be in the barnyard looking for scraps i'm the head and not the tail no eye has seen nor ear has heard nor has it entered the heart of man the things that god has planned for me one get ready get ready it's, oh no oh no i gotta pick all my stuff up i don't let him in. 
Why is he making us? It's late or we're going to miss food. They're going to be packed. Brock! He preached it too long. Brock! Why has he got to move? Brock! We're not looking for the church of the chickens. Not in this time and in this season. But we're looking for a gathering of eagles. And even as you go and somebody says they don't want to move, then all you got to do is say, excuse me, I'm moving. <laughs> you can stay where you want to stay. If you want to stay in the whole pen, if you want to stay in the barnyard, I finally come to my senses, I'm moving. I'm going to be, I got a George Jefferson spirit. I'm moving on up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to move to what he has to. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I need you to move, I need you to move. Three, come on, move, 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 move. Move out of that seat, move out of that pew, move out of that area, move out. Move out of it. Move out of it. Move out of it. Make his face shine. I'm moving. And if you got to take the kids with you, take them. For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Oh, we're moving, kids. We're moving, kids. We're moving. If you got to grab your husband, grab him. Grab him. No, we're moving. We're moving. We're moving. God's got something for us. God's got something for us. We're getting ready. We're getting ready. Lift your hands towards heaven. Make his face shine upon Be gracious to you Father, I thank you I thank you for a group of people That have said and declared today That I don't want to be In the barnyard Just getting scraps And just getting by Looking down, waiting for the next problem Waiting for the next circumstance. Waiting for the next thing to go wrong. Brah! If it could happen, it'll happen to me. Brah! But there is a group of people that says we are lifting our eyes unto the mountains from where our help cometh from. That as we sing song, it's all about you. It's all about you. Father, help us to keep our eyes towards the heavens. Help us not to keep our eyes towards anything else, but keep our eyes up towards you, God. Holy Spirit, come and be the comforter, the counselor, the paraclete, the standby, the one that's right there along with you. Comfort your people. Stand right with them and tell them lift up your head. I thank you. That we don't have a church of the chickens, but we have the gathering of eagles here today. Waiting on you, Master. Waiting on your coming, Lord. Waiting for you to come back. But we don't want to be a weak, defeated church, but we want to be that church that stands strong in you. Rejoicing in you. Going into the enemy's camp and taking back what the enemy stole from us. Father, we love you today. I thank you for a heart of people in this house. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said, and everybody said, and everybody said, and everybody said, all right, hey, don't forget Tuesday, man. Don't for Brock, don't be a Brock on me. Brock, Pastor, I'm busy. I got the, I got a shingle. Listen, Tuesday,